Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Tom Cooter, and the Bennington Triangle. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the mysterious death of a man in South Dakota and the mysterious vanishings in and around the Bennington Triangle. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Tom Cooter To understand Tom Cooter's death, first it's important to know what happened to Tina Marcotte first. It was June 24, 1994. A late shift worker at a wood processing plant, Tina Marcotte, called her best friend Vicki Riddle. A bit upset, she told Vicki that she had a flat tire and asked if she could come get her. But before Vicki could even answer, Tina told her never mind, she had just seen a car driving up. Then she told her friend she didn't need her to come after all since her friend Tom was going to give her a lift. This was the last time anyone ever heard from Tina again. The following day, Pat Gleason, Tina's live-in boyfriend of 11 years, went with Tom to visit Vicky's house. Tina hadn't come home and so Pat asked Vicky if she knew anything. Vicky mentioned the call including how Tina said she was getting a ride with a man named Tom. Tom then immediately became defensive and denied giving her a ride, but admitted he was the only Tom in the workplace. 
Pat asked him if the two were having an affair and Tom said no. Pat suggested they head to the police to report Tina missing. When police began the investigation, they found Tina's car tires had been slashed. Tom was then questioned, but again denied giving Tina a ride. He also said he spent three to four hours that night fixing his car under a streetlight after it broke down, although no one could corroborate his story. On the night Tina had disappeared, Tom's wife Nancy said he arrived home late and was acting suspicious. He got home at 3.30 a.m. and immediately washed his clothes. This included his softball uniform and shoelaces. By then, of course, police were seriously suspecting him of Tina's disappearance. After three days, police told Tom they found blood in his car and would be testing it to see if it matched Tina's. The following morning, shift change workers found Tom underneath his forklift and he was dead. His head crushed by a large vehicle. Police conducted an investigation and theorized that he had staged his own suicide by placing a good amount of lumber on a forklift. He then parked it on an incline, turned it on, then jumped from the cab and placed himself in the machine's path. Authorities had suspected Tom killed Tina and knew police were on his trail, so he committed suicide. But if that is the case, why would Tom ever have a motive to kill Tina? Well, detectives say he may have made sexual advances on her, but she refused. It's likely him showing up that night during Tina's late shift wasn't a coincidence and that he planned it all out. Tom's family, including his wife, believed Tom, just like Tina, had been murdered. Nancy argues the police never looked or investigated that angle enough. Instead, they were determined to prove it was Tom who killed Tina. Sixteen months after disappearing, Tina Marcotte's body was finally found. It was discovered hidden underneath a wood pile in the lumberyard at Forest Products Distributors, the same company where Tom had worked. It was determined she had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and her body then dumped. In 2016, police officially announced they were closing Tom and Tina's case, stating Tom committed suicide after he murdered her. Although the decision was a controversial one, police believe there was no point in looking at other suspects because they said Tom had done it. There are still those, however, that think whoever killed Tina is still out there and may have killed Tom too, and they're currently roaming free. Number 2. The Bennington Triangle Located in an idyllic place in southwestern Vermont, the Bennington Triangle, or sometimes dubbed as the Triangle of Doom, is a mysterious spot found close to the Taconics and Green Mountains. It got its mysterious name after a string of disappearances happened in the area between 1945 and 1950. Although the borders are undefined, this mysterious area is thought to center around Glastonbury Mountain and its surrounding towns. For centuries, the place has had several mysterious phenomena attached to it. The natives refused to go there, saying it was cursed land and they only used it to bury their dead. Then early settlers and loggers reported seeing mysterious lights and shadows or wild men lurking in the woods. They also reported seeing specters and huge thunderbirds. Soon, stories of disappearances, hardships, or people going insane for no reason began. But out of all these stories, the disappearances were the ones that caught the most attention. 
although reports of loggers and hikers dropping off the face of the earth after entering the area have been reported for decades, it wasn't until the rash of disappearances in the 1940s that earned the Bennington Triangle its notoriety. The first to disappear was 74-year-old hunter Mitty Rivers. He went out to the forest in November of 1945 with four other people. Mitty, an expert hunter and familiar with the woods there, was leading four other men on the trip. The group was heading back to camp using the Long Trail Road near U.S. Route 9. Rivers was leading the way and was just ahead of the men when he mysteriously vanished. One minute he was there, and the next, he was gone. They called out, looked for him, but he was nowhere. The only thing the group found during the search was a shell casing from a bullet close to a small stream. It may have fallen out of Mitty's pocket when he leaned over the stream to drink, but other than that, there was no trace of him. A year later, 18-year-old Paula Weldon disappeared. A sophomore at Bennington College, she had decided to go for a walk to get some fresh air. She had planned on going with a group, but since no one wanted to come, she decided to go on her own. At 4 p.m., she headed to the long trail of Glastonbury Mountain. People saw Weldon there, and she even asked other fellow hikers how far the trail went. An elderly couple, hiking just 100 yards behind the student, said they saw the young woman walk in front of them and only lost sight of her when she rounded a corner. They were expecting to see her again once they reached the corner too, but to their surprise, she just vanished. Paula Weldon was never seen again. A huge search and rescue effort was done with no trace of Paula anywhere. What's curious is that the trail she disappeared on was popular, it was well-traveled and not secluded or off the beaten path. Three days after that, another man mysteriously vanished, albeit in a different fashion. This man was a war veteran named James Tetford. He had just come back from a trip in Vermont and was on a bus heading to Bennington. There were 14 people on the bus that day with him. Witnesses said they had seen him sleeping in his seat while at the second to last stop. But the next minute, he was simply gone. Eerily, his luggage, wallet, and his cash were all found on his seat. The bus was in full motion, so he couldn't have gotten off anywhere. He simply disappeared. No one knew where James had gone, and he too was never heard from again. Paul Jepson, an eight-year-old boy, was last seen playing on the farm where his family lived. Paul's mom left him to play on his own while she tended to the pigs. He was happy and didn't show signs of distress, but when his mother returned a short time later to check on him, he was nowhere in sight. Authorities began searching everywhere, thinking they would find him soon enough, but there was nothing. Bloodhounds followed the boy's track at one point, but it stopped close to a highway. Despite searching everywhere, the boy had vanished. His father later on said that days before, his son expressed that he wanted to go to the mountains. It was unlike him to do so, but it seemed as if something had possessed him to want to go there. Then finally, 16 days after Paul Jepson disappeared, 53-year-old Frida Langer also went missing. Frida was familiar with the area. She used the trail often. She was with her cousin, Herbert, and with a group of friends, and they were camping at the Somerset Reservoir. During the hike, Frida slipped and fell into a stream. She told her cousin to wait for her while she went back to the camp to change, and he agreed. But after an hour passed and she still hadn't returned, 
Herbert decided to head back to the camp to see what was going on. Once there, he found out Frida never made it back to their camp. There were over five extensive searches conducted in the area over the course of two weeks, but nothing was found. Police were baffled because Frida wasn't injured and she was familiar with the area. It was also in the daytime. A full year went by and on May 12, 1951, police found Frida's body. It was located in an open clearing in full view of anyone close to the Somerset Reservoir. That area was previously searched, but the body was so decomposed the cause of death could not be determined. Frida Langer's case is the only one where the body was found. People speculate some mysterious force is drawing people in and taking them to the Bennington Triangle. Some speculate it could be aliens or possibly even a serial killer. Although there were some cases, like that of Tetford, that might not fit the latter theory. Others say it could be some sort of interdimensional portal, or maybe just a coincidence that people lost their ways and that it happened in such a short time frame. Although no further disappearances were reported soon after, it still doesn't explain what happened at the Bennington Triangle. Maybe we'll never know. So there were two of the most strange and mysterious stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted 2 is sure to show you why. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday, so if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe and hit the notification bell. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.